A&J Deals, 7416 Highway 421 North, open Tuesday through Sunday from 12 to 6. You can give us a call at 606-614-5876. We have new inventory every Thursday, and check us out on Facebook at A&J Deals for updates daily. Again, that's A&J Deals, open Tuesday through Sunday from 12 to 6 in beautiful Sand Gap, Kentucky, 606-614-5876. What's up, world? How's everybody doing? This is Danny. Uh, We're missing Beefy today. Beefy's been under the weather for a few days now, and he hurt his leg and everything. So everybody remember Beefy. Say a little prayer for him. Hope he gets better real soon, and he should be back in the studio uh, the next time we record. But just throw up a little prayer for Beef and help him get better as soon as possible. But we do have a special guest in the studio today, and I'm a little nervous about this one because she might might uh, tell some bad stories on me, but I've got my little beautiful wife in the studio. So Hello, everybody. If you don't know, her name's Patsy. I think everybody pretty much knows who my wife is, but uh, what have you been doing today? We've had a busy day today, ain't we, honey? I have worked really hard today. I have pressure washed and clean the pool and you name it i've done it i've got some filled up our little pond yeah <coughs> cleaned a little koi pond <coughs> filled it up pressure washed the deck because we're having it painted been at it all day ain't we yes and i'm tired but i told her that uh, we have got to get the uh, hurry up and uh, get all this done because we gotta get you down here in the studio <laughs> <laughs> my work is never done <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been a busy day. It's going to be a busy day tomorrow, too. Yes, tomorrow's the boys' awards ceremony yeah. at school. Well, is that like a graduation, or is it just an award thing? No, it's just an award ceremony. Hmm. Okay. Well, the point of you being on the podcast is that my wife uh, has gotten, I don't know, four or five months ago or six months ago, however long ago, that you started get it, getting into, like, home remedies? and It's for, been a couple years now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since pretty much right around COVID, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, that's yeah. right, a couple years. Uh, yeah, since you've been uh, looking into this stuff. And uh, so she's got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages of notes here. We might get to all of them. We might not, but... She's uh, real smart in this, and a lot of it that that she uses, she's used on me and the boys, and it works. So uh, I know I had a little issue with my tonsils or something. What was that called? You had a peritonsillar abscess? Peritonsillar abscess, and it was a bad situation. Like I was septic and couldn't talk and... Yeah, or I was it had almost, your airway blocked off almost completely. Yeah, my ton- was it my tonsils that almost swelled shut? It was an or? abscess behind your right tonsil. Yeah, and it about closed off my airway. And it was completely across to the other side. Yeah, I couldn't talk. I couldn't say a word. 
couldn't hardly breathe either. So we ended up uh, going to the emergency room, <clears throat> and uh, they had to cut it open and drain it, and it was a bad situation. But before that, you done what to help with the pain and swelling and stuff? We did a nebulizer. Yeah. And it was a medical-grade hydrogen peroxide, not the brown bottle hydrogen peroxide you can get at the dollar store. This is the the food-grade. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's a little different. Now, nebulizer is the mask that you put on mm-hmm. and the little thing you fill up with liquid and you mm-hmm. breathe that steam or whatever. So I use that and uh, saline. And I have a how much of each that I, that I mix together for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have it here with me, but if anybody needs to know that, I, th- I use that for sore throat, any kind of congestion, upper respiratory, anything like that. Yeah. Also use colloidal silver for for that as well. And um, uh, what is that doctor's name that I've researched and followed? He is the one that um, actually introduced the the whole colloidal silver or the hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it's it's really good stuff. What did the doctor when he pulled off uh, drew off twenty cc's of infection? What did he tell you at your next appointment? When you told him that you were nebulizing, food he food? told me to keep doing it, didn't he? That was what it was. Yeah. yeah. You. It was me. Either you or me. One that mentioned it or brought it up. And no, he you, said, "I didn't go with you the second appointment." Oh yeah, did. that's right. And I told him, I told him, I, you know, what you had been doing and giving me that colloidal silver. Silver. Now we use hydrogen peroxide, the food grade, on you. Oh, okay. For that. I told him what we was doing, and he said, "Well, it's working. Keep on doing it." It's good for infections. It's good for... It's good for pain, too, because before I actually got, like, really swelled up back there real bad and to the point, almost to the point where I couldn't breathe, it was the most painful thing that I... One of the most painful things that I've ever been through. And nothing was working to help ease the pain. I was taking... I was eating, like, every kind of numbing cough drop there was. I was drinking... uh, hot toddies and if you don't know what a hot toddy is it's basically any kind of like really strong liquor or moonshine mixed with honey and pepper and what else lemon Mm -hmm. juice and to to help numb it or whatever ginger and turmeric yeah and nothing was working nothing it was i was desperate i was in so much pain and uh you put that mask on me with that stuff in it and it knocked the pain out completely it's it was good stuff. it was it was it was amazing but shortly after that uh when it quit hurting i thought well i'm getting better you know but it just kept progressing and getting worse and worse and you had already had well first you were diagnosed wrong when you yeah. went to the doctor for yeah, it i went down to dr wrong. mckee and they didn't do anything and if you would have gotten you know some antibiotics at that point which what we used helped but it wasn't you know strong enough yeah to uh if we would have gotten an earlier start on it then then it would have uh, helped but yeah. it wasn't at the point you were at it wasn't strong enough to completely clear it up <clears throat> yeah. but after you did get on an antibiotic and we continued that it cleared right up after yeah. we drew the infection off it was just so big 
without drawing it off, you... It felt like I had a golf ball in my throat. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. It was... I really didn't understand how bad of a shape I was in until I went to the doctor and they said, we got to drain that now. Yeah. And they wanted... We went to... What is that? Baptist Health in Richmond? Yeah. Used to be Patty A. Clay. Mm -hmm. And uh, they was wanting to take me to Lexington by ambulance, wouldn't they? Yeah. And do something there, like do surgery. Well, why can't she just take me, wanting me to take him? And he's like, well, your airway's compromised. We can't release you to go on your own. You Mm. need to be in an ambulance so you can be monitored. Yeah. It was really bad. You was not happy. (laughs) No, but luckily... Something happened. I guess they just quit caring or whatever and just told me to go home. And if it got hurt, go to the ENT. Is that what it was the next day? Mm -hmm. An ENT the next morning in Lexington. And that's when I went in there and he looked at me. He's like, we got to do something right now. Right. Yeah. Well, what had happened is they had another doctor come in and look at you, if you remember. Yeah. So I don't know what the guy's title was that was initially doctor he was a doctor was he a doctor as well (laughs) so i guess maybe this one i don't know if he i don't think he if he was an ent he would have probably went ahead and did it there in the er so he couldn't have been an ent but after he looked at it he thought that you would be okay because they had no beds at lexington yeah couldn't go to UK. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you got any worse, just go to the ER at UK because they have to take you at that point. Yeah. If you go to the ER. It was bad. It was really bad. It hurt when they drained it because they pretty much just stuck a big, huge needle in my throat and drained it out. It was it was nasty, too. It was pretty gross. It was nasty. <laughs> but I was instantly better. Yeah. And uh, he scared me. He, I thought it was over with and he had drained all the infection out. And he's like, well, I hate to tell you this, but more often than not, if, when something like this happens to somebody, it usually comes back. And that was months ago, and I ain't had no trouble since. He's like, have you? Do you have like chronic sore throat or chronic? I'm like, no, I don't hardly ever get sore throat. No, that or strep or anything yeah. for that matter. It just came on me like a like a ton of bricks, and about took me out. <laughs> but. I know when the boys have fevers and stuff like that, you're real good <clears throat> about maintaining fevers and sore throat and stuff like that. I try to do it as naturally as possible. I try to go the naturopathic way. Do you ever remember your granny or mom or anybody ever using any home remedies on you growing up? I know both of them did. I can't remember what they was, but I remember them both using home remedies on me. My granny used to do an onion poultice. A she- what? onion poultice yeah she would sew like this little square it was like a maybe a four by eight square yeah like a sheet or a pillowcase that she's cut up and she'd sew it Mm. and then she would fill it full of onions and then stitch up the end yeah put it on your chest at night Mm -hmm. to break up a cold you've done that with the boys Mm -hmm. yeah it's like supposed to absorb toxins or something like that and it'll be black in the morning and then onions on the bottom of your feet put your socks on yeah I remember she used to do that, and she lived by alcohol. She thought alcohol cured everything. She would rub just you rubbing down. alcohol. Yes, she would <laughs> rub you down from head to toe in alcohol. <laughs> so I'd say a lot of people had done that back then. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. But she was big on alcohol. She loved rubbing alcohol. But yeah, for a few years, I've been trying to use more home remedies. Why do you think you prefer home remedies versus 
doctors and pres- well, prescriptions. I don't have anything against doctors and prescriptions, <clears throat> but when COVID hit, I realized that that's when actually I started, you know, doing some deep research because I realized how important it was to help ourselves and not, you know, rely on doctors all the time because if you think about it, when COVID hit, we didn't know what it was, yeah. what was going on. Doctors really didn't know. And the protocol that they did end up using, I completely disagreed with the remdesivir mm. and the other stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with, with that, or, that at all. I thought that it was um, just my personal opinion. I thought it was hurting people rather than helping them. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people felt that way. But, and I did lose faith in doctors to a certain extent. Um, I felt like a lot of them didn't want to branch out and try other things. And like things that other people had talked about that their doctor had tried, mm-hmm. a lot of other doctors wouldn't do that. And I know there was a few that I went to that <clears throat> that, that wouldn't. And I really disagreed with that because if we have, you know, antibiotics available and and medications available that other doctors are trying and it's working for people, why why would you not? Yeah. I just I really didn't understand that, which I'm thankful that we have a good doctor now and mm. and she's really good. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah. What would you like? You said that you that woman's name that you follow. Do you remember her name? You've learned a lot from her. I know. There is more than one doctor. I know Barbara O'Neill. She is a. She's from Australia. She she does lectures on uh, naturopathic medicine and health issues, and um, she's very informative. I mean, look her up. She's great. She talks about castor oil compresses and. Um, now, what do you use castor oil compresses for? You can use it for thyroid issues. You can use it to for your liver, yeah. detox your liver, which your liver is very important. And if you you're having if you have like a fatty liver or liver issues, that can cause you a lot of other problems as well. So she talks about castor oil packs and how to use them to detox your liver. Mm. And uh, I have hypothyroidism. And I've been on medication for it for years, so I use the the Castrol pack on my thyroid, and uh, it, it does really help. And she's she's amazing. Now you use them Castrol uh, compresses on me because I have a lot of pain in my back and yes. neck and stuff. Castrol <clears throat> it um, absorbs deeper than any other oil, and I mean you can break up lumps, cysts, tumors, fibroids bone spurs they use it for sore joints you can use it for a congested chest if you use a compress on your chest Mm -hmm. it's good for constipation and like i said it penetrates deeper than any any oil real you can use it to break up gallstones revive the liver uh, help break up kidney stones Mm -hmm. and some people even take it orally oh yeah but it's it's pretty nasty so it's like it's real thick it it is really thick so i've not taken it by mouth I've just used it topically, but I, I don't know that I could take it by mouth because it's so thick, and yeah. I'm not real good on. Now I know there's one thing you use on the boy. You'll just rub it on their throat, 
What is that? Iodine. Is it like a special kind of iodine, or is there even 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 it's other kinds of iodine? Iodine, I believe mine is ten percent, and she talks about that as well. And like, uh, if you have a sore throat, just rub it on your throat. I'll take a Q-tip and like start at the ear mm-hmm. and just go down and go all the way over to the other ear. Yeah. And if you've been exposed to someone uh, that's sick, if you'll take a Q-tip and put iodine on it and rub it around your nostrils. On the inside of your on nose. On the inside of your <clears throat> nose, it's supposed yeah. to help. Uh, it's kind of getting sick. It's kind of weird looking when you come up on because uh, the boys, if they get like the hint of a cough or sore throat or something like that, you'll walk in and they'll have iodine spread on their neck and or, and on the inside of their nose. It's funny looking, but well, actually, what just a couple of weeks ago, one of them. Yeah. was coming we thought was they was coming down with something and you put that on their neck and on the inside of their nose and one of them complained of a sore throat so i just went ahead and did both because and he never complained about it again no nope. you know it's pretty amazing i was real skeptical about a lot of it well probably all of it at first and then ain't none of us other than my issue with my throat which wasn't nobody's fault uh we've been pretty healthy for a long time yeah i feel like it a lot of the stuff we use does help yeah and another thing that's really good is cayenne pepper cayenne pepper compresses it's um it thins the blood it's good for your heart uh it stimulates blood improves circulation treats underactive thyroid sore throat i mean it, it does a lot too and if you have like poor circulation in your legs mm-hmm. you can put it on like a, <clears throat> like a four by four or and to put it on the bottom of your feet yeah and put a sock on and it'll improve circulation you gotta walk around with a four by four strapped to your foot well no sleep with it on there <laughs> <laughs> you probably would try that but no you that'd do. be heavy you sleep with not that kind of four by four. <laughs> she just got that. <laughs> I'm talking about the little white four by four square that you use in the medical you. field. Gosh. Four by fours are high. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not too bad. Oh, God. And you can mix a tablespoon of olive oil and a half of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper and rub it, rub it on your joints for joint pain. And that's one of the things that Barbara O'Neill uses. Yeah. And she discusses, you know, all the benefits of cayenne pepper. And um, if you listen to her, you'll learn so much. You can find her on YouTube. What's her name again? Uh, Barbara O'Neill. Is that the name of her YouTube channel? Uh, I'm not sure. But if you type that in, the search is going to pop up. Okay. So many of her videos. Barbara O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And another lady that I read a lot of her stuff is Dr. Carolyn Dean. I've always been a really light sleeper. And she um, she has formulated this product. It's magnesium is what it is. And I never realized that so many people in the world is magnesium deficient. Hmm. And it's really good for sleep. And uh, I order her magnesium off of Amazon. And uh, she wrote a book. It's called The Magnesium <clears throat> Miracle. And a very good book. Very informative. Yeah. She is a medical doctor and a leading expert in magnesium deficiency and related issues using this and related issues. But 
using the it's a mineral is what it is and it helps to alleviate many health threats such as heart disease and stroke osteoporosis and diabetes depression arthritis asthma and i use it you know for sleep yeah. i put it in a roller bottle and like roll it on the bottom of my feet she does this every night everybody every night when she gets in the bed she'll she'll rub it on her ankles and the bottom of your feet yeah every night because your feet are <clears throat> super absorbent yeah it's like the most absorbent part of your body and listen, I sleep like a baby. I've always been such a light sleeper, mm-hmm. and every little thing wakes me up. And I now I, you know, I sleep with the boys, so they're all over the place. But yeah. I can actually sleep now. And you can also uh, take it orally. And if you order it from Amazon, she has a paper in there that tells you how to mix it, how much to mix with water. And uh, I think the paper also says to uh, put a pinch of sea salt in there. Mm-hmm. Because I never realized that, and I think Barbara O'Neill is the one, I watched the video on her about uh, sea salt and Celtic salt. But when, you're drink, when you drink a lot of water and you pee a lot, yeah. that's naturally going to happen. Yeah. You're peeing a lot because you're, um, oh shoot, your cells are not absorbing the water. Okay. And she says that your cells are not absorbing the water because you're not using either sea salt or Celtic salt. Hmm. And she says that if you will put a pinch of, she likes to use Celtic salt, a pinch of that on your tongue before you drink a bottle of water, yeah. that your cells will absorb the water instead of it just going straight through you. It makes sense. And <clears throat> that's what Dr. Carolyn Dean says to use with the magnesium so that your cells will absorb it. So Dr. Dean's... Uh, Magnesium. It's called Remag Magnesium. It's just a high absorption liquid magnesium chloride. And like I said, since I've been using this, I've I've slept like a baby. Now, yeah. when I drink it, I sleep even more sound. But uh, I usually do that when you're home. <laughs> she does, everybody, because I wake up and she's sawing logs, snoring every <laughs> breath. It takes a while to get her up out of the bed. <laughs> well, I've not slept good in years, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna it get does my work. I ought to take it. You I mean, should. I sleep. I don't sleep much, but I feel like I sleep pretty good when I do sleep. You would sleep a lot more sound. <clears throat> so another product that I am, I use often, and I, I'm a firm believer in is apple cider vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> There's jugs of this stuff around our house. (laughs) And for years, I have had an issue with my scalp. I've been to the dermatologist. They've given me shampoo to help with it. It it does help, but it makes your hair fall out. So it's like, okay, this was like dry, scaly patches in my scalp. And I know that sounds horrible. It was horrible. And I was like, well, what do I do? Do I lose my hair or do I just have the, the dry patches? So I, there was this lady on Facebook, and I know this sounds crazy. Her name's a crazy vinegar lady. And I was just, you know, where I've been following these home remedy things, I thought, I'm going to look at this and see what she's doing with this apple cider vinegar. So she uses it in her hair. So I use it every other day. <clears throat> and I will put it on my scalp, and then I'll let it sit on my scalp for about five minutes. 
While you're in the shower? While I'm in the shower. You know, I'll put it, I'll wet my hair first. Always saturate your hair first. And then I'll put the apple cider vinegar on there. And I have this bottle with a long, narrow nozzle. And I just flip it upside down and just squirt it on my scalp and massage it in. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, you know, wash my body, whatever else. And then I have this silicone brush, and it, like, massages your scalp. And I will go over my scalp after the five minutes with that. Yeah. And those patches are completely gone. And your hair's growing, Mm -hmm. like, uh... My hair's faster thicker. and thicker. My hair's growing. I've always had thin <clears throat> hair, but my hair's gotten thicker. It's growing. The dry patches are gone. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've hated that for years, and I'm just thankful that I found something that has taken it. But I use it every other day. But then after I massage it with the silicone, little silicone. Scalp, that little that little scratchy thing that's hanging the in the shower. Thing. Okay. Yeah, that's got yeah. like little silicone spikes on it. Yeah. After I use that, I'll rinse my hair really good, and mm. then I'll shampoo like normal. Yeah. I was fixing to say, it smells loud. It's loud smelling stuff, but I was, I really didn't know if you actually just rinsed it out or actually washed your hair after. Yeah, I rinse it out and then I wash my hair after, <clears> and then you can't you can't smell it. But I also use it on my body. Yeah. And it's good for skin tags. I used to have a mole on my on my chest and it was kind of big and weird shaped and and I kept putting I would take a I'd pull the tip off of the end of a Q tip and then put it in the apple cider vinegar, put it on that mole and covered it up with a band aid and I did that for about four nights and it fell off and you can't yeah. even see where it was. Yeah. You can't even tell it was there. Now, is that apple cider vinegar, too, that you're mm-hmm. talking about using? It has to be. You want to use apple cider vinegar with the mother. With what? With the mother. What's that mean? I'm not 100% sure, but. <laughs> it says that on the bottle? Yes, it'll oh, say okay. that on the bottle. But it's like a, if you pick the jug up and look at the bottom of it, you'll see like a brown, thick film in the bottom. Yeah. You just shake it up good and that is the mother that's in the bottom. Okay. You just shake but it. But it says mother on the bottle. It'll say apple cider vinegar with the mother. Okay. Yeah, that's what you want. <clears throat> but uh, I use it on my body too. I'll take and scrub my body with it too. Yeah, now uh this might sound a little funny, but I've noticed that uh more than anything your skin is super super, super soft, soft. Yeah. it's really soft i mean it's always been soft but like it's silky smooth now i you know mm-hmm. i mean that sounds funny because i and noticed I that but <laughs> on my arm and it's i've had it biopsied before and it was nothing but it's always been kind of raised yeah and it would peel like in the summer months it mm-hmm. would peel I but remember it's that. i have like a red place there now but it's not raised and it's not dry yeah at all yeah. So. Yeah, uh, it's definitely works. I mean, I, I've seen all these things that she's talking about. She does them religiously, and they all seem to work. So. Yeah, and uh, I use. Um, I like to use tinctures too, and one tincture I like really well. What's a tincture? It's you can make your own tinctures, like a. For example, it's kind of stupid that I live in the same house with you and I don't know what this stuff is. Like a dandelion, you know, a dandelion plant out in the yard. Yeah. Well, you can pull those up and use those to make a tincture. It's dandelion plant tincture. And what it is, you use the plant with 80% proof vodka and then you set it somewhere dark and let it sit for so long and then drain the liquid off and Mm. you can use that as a tincture. And it has a lot of. it's 
Well, the dandelion plant tincture specifically, it's high in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. can be used uh, for digestive problems, your liver and gallbladder function. It detoxes the body. It's good for skin wounds, corns, warts, um, controls blood sugar. I mean, the list goes, it'd be easier to tell you what it's not good for versus what it's good for. Yeah. It's, it's good for a little of everything. But you, you can make tinctures. And like, for example, the one I like to use is, if I, if I say it right, mullein leaf. It's like M-U-E-L-L-E-N, I believe they spell it. Yeah. And garlic. Okay. Oil. It's mullein leaf and garlic in an oil. Yeah. And that's what I use in my ears when I get earaches. Okay. Okay. I've seen you do that before. It's, it's You'll good. Put it, what, two or three drops in each ear and lay there and let it do its thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll lay there. I'll warm it up first. I'll I'll stick it in my bra yeah. and warm it up because it's against the body and it gets warm. Yeah. And because it can be a little uncomfortable putting your ear putting it in your ear cold. But I'll use that in my, my ears and the boys' ears when they get... And I also, and they don't like to do it, so I don't really do it to them very often, but I'll lean my head back really far, like my nose will be yeah. toward the sky, and I'll put a few drops in the nostril yeah. and let it run down the back of my throat. That's good for drainage. Yeah. That's good for a lot of stuff, too. Hmm. I don't know if I've, yeah, I ain't seen you use that on boys. I've seen you squirt that thing up their nose to clear their passageways and stuff right. like that. Yeah. The I can't. Neti pot. I couldn't ever do that. Mm-hmm. Now, Branson likes to use that because it, it does clear you out. And I also use <clears throat> like a colloidal silver for a nasal spray. It's really good. Yeah. And uh, the kind I use, it's not, it's formulated from a doctor as well. So it's, it's got a good formulation. So it's not going to turn you blue or anything. Mm. But. If uh, I know there was this one man that made his own colloidal silver and he turned himself blue. He really? Like Smurf. Yeah, but if you use the kind I use, that's not going to happen. And then I also use it uh, <clears throat> as I have a spray. You can spray it in the back of your throat. Yeah, I've seen you do that. Colloidal silver is good for it's antifungal, antimicrobial, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. It's got all of those benefits. Now, what's the deal that you do with the onions? Oh, there's two different things you do with the onions. I have the onion water, and um, I was telling our pastor about it. Um, it was around Christmas because it was during the Christmas play. Mm-hmm. It's good if you if you have you know drainage or congestion, and and you have that little tickle in your throat that keeps making you <clears> cough. <throat> and that was his problem. He had that little tickle, and he he'd had it for a long time. He'd had it for several years the way that he talked. <clears throat> and it kept making him cough and it was just annoying him. Yeah. And so he made him up some onion water, like I told him to do. And it's you just dice up an onion, fill your jar. I use just a ball jar, like one of the big ones. What is that? A quart pint? Yeah. I can't remember. I think so. Mason jar. Yeah. And I'll fill it up about half full of onion and then fill it up the rest with water. Let it sit in the refrigerator for 24 hours, and then you can start taking it. Now, this is good for flu. A lot of people use it during COVID. Mm-hmm. It's good for drainage and sinus issues and congestion. And uh, so he took it. He used it to uh, get rid of his little 
tickle in his throat. So you only take what tablespoons of it or something? Yeah, I usually. <clears throat> what I usually do with me and the boys is I'll put about an inch in the bottom of a red solo cup, and then I'll do about an inch of orange juice or apple juice or something on top of it, and then you really can't taste it. Yeah. So kids don't mind it so bad if you do that. But I think he takes his straight, which it don't really taste bad. Just but, like onion juice or something. Yeah, just just onion juice. You don't want to use red onion though because it's very potent. Yeah. You want to use just a yellow. Uh, white onions really don't have um, much benefit, so use a yellow onion. Yeah. But uh, it helped him. He was telling me, oh, when was it? Mikhail's household shower. Yeah, I remember ago. him coming up to you and talking about he it. Was, he was telling me that that's been a miracle for him, that yeah. he's completely took that away. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I use, it's called a onion pot. And you cut an onion in half. And then you kind of core, you don't really core all the way through, but kind of make a dip in your onion and put honey in it and sit it in the refrigerator and let the honey seep through the onion and then use a spoon and dip out the, yeah. the juice that's mixed with the honey that mm-hmm. runs through the onion. That's really good. So is that like, like a homemade cough syrup or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's good for congestion. <clears throat> that's good for the tickle. That's good for all that as well. Now you've told a lot of people about this the all, several of these several different of these remedies and they everyone say that it works i know that girl that you work with said that that i can't remember which one it is that you use but for sleeping oh my she started using it and she sleeps sleeps several better than she ever the girls has at work um i started it's good for headaches too magnesium is yeah and one of the girls at work has migraines and so I put her some in a roller bottle so she can, like, put behind her ears and on her temple. Mm-hmm. And um, and I told her that I use it for sleep. So she started putting it on the bottom of her feet. Yeah. And it helped her sleep. And so then she started telling some of the other girls, and uh, and they got it, and they're using it, too. They like it just as well. It's, it's, it's kind of it's neat that there's the things already here that we can use for sicknesses and stuff you don't always have to go to a doctor or whatever for anything you know there's a lot of things there's a lot of natural things there's things in nature that we can we can pick and use like oregano tincture all that is is olive oil and oregano but you want to use extra virgin olive oil that's a natural antibiotic yeah and then i've already talked about the the mule and garlic oil for the ears and then you have the purple tincture plant. That's a you can make a tincture out of that. Uh, you can use the leaf and the root, and uh, it breaks up congestion and phlegm. Hmm. You just ferment it, and you can uh, ferment garlic and honey, and and that does that as well. I've got some of that in the cabinet upstairs. Yeah, it's pretty neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Did they? I've told this. I've been telling this for years, but when you was in the hospital with the boys in labor, didn't they give you like massive doses of magnesium or something like that Mm. to like stop labor pains? What was that? I've been saying it was magnesium. That's what I thought it was. I know they gave you like a bunch of steroids to for the boys' lungs to develop. Whatever it was, they called it flu in a bag. And they use that to hold off labor, try yeah. to hold off labor. Okay. What is that called? I, th- I was thinking it was magnesium. I may be wrong. I've been <laughs> wrong for years because that's what I've been saying. 
in the story every time I talk about it. I'm going to look that Seems up. like I think the doctor's like, well, we're going to give you massive amounts of magnesium to stop the labor pains. That's what I thought it was. But that really has not, nothing to do with this. But Magnesium sulfate. Magnesium sulfate. It delays sulfate. labor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You really didn't work, though. No. Yeah, and they call it flu in a bag, and that's exactly what it is. It yeah. is miserable. But that's a different kind of magnesium than what I use. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, this magnesium don't make you feel that way. Yeah. But I guess it may be where it was such high doses, too. Yeah. But I remember you laid there for four days in labor, and you had like an hour a day where you wasn't in pain. Yeah, they gave me some type of pain medicine, but they can only give it once a day. Yeah, and you slept for that hour. And it lasted literally for an hour. I yeah. would, yeah. So you slept four hours and four days. Yeah. That was rough. Oh, very rough. I've talked about, <clears throat> I mean, everybody that I've come in contact with, contact with at one point or another, I've told them about what you went through and the boys went through and stuff like that. So I, I think I think it might be uh, interesting to get your take on it and what how excruciating it was. It was the most painful thing that I've ever had to experience. And, you know, it started, I would be on my way home from work and I would have to stop and lay the seat down because I was in so much pain just yeah. to kind of stretch out. So... When I went to the doctor, they said it was round ligament pain where I was pregnant with twins. But I just, I really couldn't accept that because I wasn't very big. I mean, I wasn't very big when I went into labor either. Yeah, you were not I wasn't very big, so I was like, how's that round ligament pain? Because, you know, round ligament pain makes me think, okay, those ligaments are stretching. That's what I thought. But I really wasn't that big, so why is it hurting? You was so barely bad? showing at all. I mean, I could understand that if you know I was six, seven months and mm -hmm. I had a, a big belly and it, you know it was stretching, but but that wasn't the case, so I, I really wasn't buying it. And that's when I went through that for about a week, and then we went to the hospital on a the ER on a Saturday, mm -hmm. and uh, I was having contractions then. And Dr. Land said if I didn't have more than four in an hour to send me home on bed rest. Well, yeah. I had three. Yeah. And so they sent me home on bed rest and told me to go back to the doctor on Monday. So that's what we did. Yeah. And it was miserable the they weekend. rushed you to Central Baptist, right? Well, and then to first, the UK. Yeah. Uh, that doctor, what was his name? I can't Howland remember. Howland or something like that. Howland, he was at Richmond Women's Health, and he checked me and he said, "You're in labor." And yeah. He pushed me in a wheelchair over to the hospital there in Richmond, there and that's go. where they tried to get me stable enough to uh, take by ambulance to Central Baptist. When did the real, like the worst of the pain hit? Uh, probably on the way to the hospital. From Bridgman to... Yeah. Yeah, I felt like that. I was in more pain on the way there than I was, you know, prior to that. Yeah. 
But when they put those monitors, you know, they was trying so hard to find the baby's mm-hmm. heartbeat. So they kept pushing. And my belly was one big bruise from all those monitors because, yeah. you know, I had two sets because it was two heartbeats. Mm-hmm. But I was so sore, so sore. It was it was just miserable. <clears throat> I remember you laying in the bed screaming. Yeah. And just writhing in pain. And I was just, I couldn't do anything. You were pacing the whole time. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I couldn't, you can't do anything. You can't, there's no relief for it. And it's just one of the most helpless things in the world. Or the most helpless I've ever felt. And then the boys came and I was even more helpless. I remember that Friday when uh, the doctor came in and told me that I was going to was going to do an emergency C-section. And you were tore all two pieces. Yeah. Just tore up. And your mom and dad was sitting there and your sis was sitting there. I believe your sis was in there. But you were just pacing back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And I remember you were driving me nuts because you were just fussing and mad. Because when you get tore up, you get mad. Yeah. And finally, I grabbed a hold of your shirt collar and I said, you've got to get it together because you're killing me. I remember you saying that. (laughs) I remember you saying that. I didn't. I don't think I wanted to go into the emergency room, but I think you made me or something like that. You didn't want to go in there when I delivered, but I'm like, you're going. Well, they asked me if I wanted to watch it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> that was one of the scariest, the scariest things that I've ever done in my life or ever been through in my life. And you know, I was so dumb to the to the process. That until I went in, or actually until, and I've said this before, uh, I went in to see the boys right after they was resuscitated because they was born not breathing and everything. They had to resuscitate them, right? Yeah. And then they got them, like, stabilized and in incubators and stuff like that. And that woman told me, she's like, you want to come in and see your boys? And I'm like, yeah, you know. Not even real. I knew that there was a, ba- a bad thing had just happened. But I thought we was good, you know, as little as they was. And she told me, she's like, stick your arms in these holes through these gloves. And she said, whatever you do, don't stroke them. Just pat them, she said, because you'll tear their skin. And they was they was see-through. Like I, for everybody out there listening, if you've ever held a flashlight up to your fingers, they glow red. That's what they look like. Yeah. You could see the veins. And, the, and there was no light shining on them. I'm just saying, they, that's how they was. They glow. They were glowing red. You could see their veins and stuff like that and just their natural state. But until Dad told me, told me, he said something. He's like, they let you in there to see them because they didn't think that they'd live. Yeah, they did. And I didn't realize it until Dad told me that. And that scared me to death. But then it was a long process after that of the hospital they fought their little troopers yeah. it kind of makes sense fought. that they came well it don't make i don't know how to say it. i don't know if it makes sense or not but ever since like your short pregnancy they moved they never stopped moving in your belly Mm-mm. kicking and rolling around and stuff and they were doing because i was uncomfortable early on in my pregnancy meaning like trying to find a comfortable spot in the bed mm-hmm. and usually seems like i've always heard that's been later on but they were just so active they was active from the time they could be i swear it was it was super early yeah. i felt like that they were really active but and they i remember them sounding like 
They didn't sound like a baby because, you know, how babies are loud and they cry loud. Mm-hmm. They sound like puppies. To yeah, they just look like, like real whimpers. Lines, yeah. yeah. They was cool. they was as big as a water a, bo- a bottle of water. A baby squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something else though. They're perfectly healthy now. Oh God, yeah. A lot of good people up there at UK too. There is a lot. I'm of good quite people. fond of one in particular. Yeah, I remember when you uh, because the NICU team came to from UK to Central Baptist. Yeah. Because they were afraid that I would deliver in the ambulance between Central Baptist and UK. And if anybody who knows their location, then you know how close they are. That's how worried they were. So the NICU team came to Central Baptist, and then they took the boys from there over to uh, to UK. But I was still at Central Baptist for a couple of days because, you know, I'd had a C-section. and they Was it a couple of days? I was thinking they got you right over right away. I, I swear, Danny, I think it was for a couple of days. There's been. things... Like, I remember it, but I feel like that there's blank there. spots in my memory. That's how I am. I think it's just because it's so, such a traumatic thing. You yeah. may block, may have purposely blocked them it out. Bringing them in, the NICU <clears throat> team, bringing them in to my room in their little incubators so yeah. I could tell them bye before they left to go to UK. I remember, I've got pictures of you reaching in and touching them. And I remember that, but. And I remember. When they told me that I was going over to UK, mm-hmm. I grabbed my suitcase and threw it up on the bed. And then they got on to me because they're like, you shouldn't be lifting stuff like that. Yeah. But I was ready to go, you know. Well, you had just had a cesarean section delivered by a cesarean, right? Mm-hmm. And usually that takes a while to get over. Yeah. You was up within a couple hours. I was ready to go. Moving around. <laughs> and another thing is that you were so early delivered so early that you probably shouldn't have been producing milk right no but they told you that there's something in the first amounts of breast milk that's really important to a baby colostrum. what colostrum i think something like amounts. that but they's like you know you probably won't be able to get any milk or anything like that but we want you to try mm-hmm. and I mean, I ain't trying to be funny, but you was a milk you, you was producing a lot of milk, <laughs> which was unheard of. I remember. I don't what, even remember her. I know that you told me she came in to show me how to use the pump and everything. But I don't even remember her showing me how to do that. Yeah. Because I was still, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I guess I was just kind of still out of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember. But, I mean, it wasn't hard to figure out. Yeah. Did she show me a second time? I don't remember. That seems like I'm like you. There are certain things that that I just can't remember for whatever reason. But I don't even remember her showing it to me. I swear I think she had to show it to show me how to do it a second time. Yeah. But but yeah, I did well <clears throat> with that. What did I go? I think it was for five or six months. Yeah, every and, two hours. Yeah, and when we when they got to the point where they didn't need breast milk anymore. We had a freezer full. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was on the back porch, wasn't it? Of yep. their old house. At our old house. It was. Mm-hmm. It was full. It was full of breast milk. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I had to dispose of it, but, I mean, I think there's kind of places now where you can donate it. Yeah. You know but, bodybuilders like to drink breast milk? Really? Yeah, they'll pay big money for it. 
wish I'd have known that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll pay like $100 for like a really small amount of it because it's so high in protein. Wow. Yeah, I read that. Well, I had plenty of it. Yeah. That's crazy. But the home remedies thing is really useful mm-hmm. stuff because, I mean, I, I – I was like I said earlier. I was really skeptical about it and didn't think that it amounted to anything. But uh, everything that she's used on used on me and the boys is and herself works. Everything. I started out using it on me, and then I moved to Danny, and yeah. then you know, was I was making too. sure that it was there wasn't no side effects or anything from it yeah. before I used it on the boys. But um, I looked up the name of the doctor that. Um, uh, started the nebulizing hydrog- the food grade hydrogen peroxide and his name is Dr. David Brownstein and uh, I have the protocol for that <clears throat> his protocol and for for delicate lungs you want to use 3 mLs of 0.9% saline with 5 drops in a dropper bottle or 0.21 cc's of 3% food grade hydrogen peroxide. I get mine on Amazon. I also add a cap full to my nebulizer at night. Mm-hmm. That's really good to use. And so that is for delicate lungs. Like I use that on the boys. Although they sh- they're, I'm sure they're past their delicate lung oh, yeah. stage. Where Ain't nothing delicate about them boys. Where they're older now. <laughs> but, uh, and I have the one. And he started. I guess this is, it's been around for years, but a lot of people use it during, you know, COVID. And there's a protocol for people with asthma and high blood pressure. And if anybody wants this, just let us know. I'll send it to you. Yeah. There's a protocol for asthma and high blood pressure. There's one for just daily maintenance if you don't have an infection. And then there's a protocol if you have an infection. It's a little bit more... um, potent i guess you could say yeah but uh but i have that if uh if y'all want it yeah if anybody wants any of these she'd be happy to give them to you look her up on on facebook patsy potter my lovely wife (laughs) i got a question to ask you this is totally off the subject but people might be interested to know this what's it like being married to uh a podcast star. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Because we're big time now. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I know there's one in particular person that we work with that listens to every episode. He'll, he he always gets a kick oh, out. Oh yeah, of he's going to love this. Yeah. He's going to love it about as much as the the lustful ways episode. Oh, he yeah. still talks about it. Yeah. And he, he knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he knows who he is. Our biggest fan. What's up, world's biggest fan? He's even had people at work sniffing my hair over that episode <laughs> because you said my hair smelled good. It does smell good. Embarrassed me to death. I don't know. I, I, I know I'm uh, hard to deal with sometimes, but those moments are few and far between, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're perfect in every way. That's right. <laughs> Did you, did, you read, did you write that down? I did. Yeah, I made quick notes of that. Yeah. I'm going to hang that on the refrigerator to remind myself daily. <laughs> <laughs> you were real nervous about coming on the podcast, wasn't you? I, I'm still actually pretty nervous. Well, 
I mean, we're just kinda, sitting around. I kind of talk fast when I get nervous and mispronounce things. So I'm sorry if uh, this has been a mess. <laughs> I think it went real good for your first podcast. This is going to be heard by tens of dozens of people. I know, and this is not my thing because I'm not one of those people. I'd much no. better prefer not to be seen, not to be heard. Well, just. this episode right here is about a month and a half in the making. Right. I've put it off and put it off. Yeah. And I've I finally made excuses and procrastinated. <clears throat> and I told her, possible. I said, Beefy's sick, Patsy, you're going to have to step up. And you I know? wasn't, I I'm, wasn't prepared still because I've put it off. I've put off being prepared. Yeah. There's so many other things and tinctures and. Well, we'll just have things. to get you back down here. Well, no, this will probably be the only time. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> So Beefy's got to get better because yeah. I've sacrificed this once and I'm not going to promise it's going to happen again. I need to actually message him or, or uh, call him and check on him. He said he hurt his leg at work pretty bad and he like uh, hyperextended it. Really? Yeah. He's a lane heart. He's tough. Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> he, he was like, had got food poisoning, I think he said, after the fact of he hurt his leg and he's a, he's a mess right now. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know how he hurt his leg. Where'd he get food poison that crumble cookie? No. <laughs> he likes crumble crumble cookie. I don't know. He said he <coughs> ate somewhere in Richmond, I think he said, and got sick. Mm. Food poison is so bad. It is bad. I hate food poisoning. I do, too. I hate food poison and stomach virus because I hate to throw up. I'd rather be punched in the face than yeah. have to throw up. Have you got anything else you want to share with anybody, like how wonderful I am? Or He's such a wonderful man. Yeah. I will tell you a story about Danny. Uh-oh, I don't know what this is going to be here. It's not bad. It's Well, it's kind of about me, but, you know, where I'm married to him, he's involved. Yeah. I decided that I was never getting married again. I was never getting married again. And it seems like every guy I dated was crazy. <laughs> A nut. <laughs> there was a couple that wasn't, but for the majority, yeah, they were just... They weren't me. They were nuts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm not going to date anymore. I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to be single. I'm done. And here comes Danny along, messaging me on Facebook and stuff. It was MySpace, wasn't it? I'm telling you, it was Facebook, Danny. Was it? MySpace I always was, think it was MySpace. MySpace was gone and over with at that point. Okay. It was Facebook. Well, I've been telling it wrong. Well, you have been because it was Facebook. MySpace had been gone for a while. <laughs> but I would have never, I had no plans of dating anybody. But if I hadn't known you as long as I've known you and knew you went crazy, yeah. if I hadn't known you, I wouldn't have dated you. Because we've known each other since yes. we were little. Yes. Yeah. So... You just better be glad that I've I was known only, you my whole life. I was the only guy that your daddy ever liked, too. <laughs> He's the only guy that would uh, was allowed to call my house. I mean, I was a freshman in high school before <clears> a guy <throat> was allowed to call my house. Yep. I mean, if they called, Dad would say, don't call back here and hang up on them. Really? And they would not call back. Wow. Except for you. I remember going over your house. You could call and you could come over, but nobody else could. Well, your dad's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy was trying to push me in the Potter direction for yeah. many years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I finally just figured I'd give in and do you a favor. Uh, yeah, thank you for doing me such a favor. Chasing me around all these years and stuff. It's <laughs> it was pathetic. Exhausting it was pathetic. <laughs> I felt sorry for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you packed my water at IGA because I know. I admit for that. Me. I admit that. Uh, I was a gentleman. You was trying to be seen. You was dragging that case of water through the drive the, through the parking lot, and I was like, I wasn't dragging it. <laughs> <laughs> I was packing it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you dragging it. You make me sound pitiful. Like I'm dragging. And here I swoop in. You know yeah. there was. I think there was an actual cape flying from yeah. the back of me. I can. I can see the superhero yeah. side of it. Yeah. Swooped in there and just swept you off your feet. Yeah. Or I think it was the time that you were sitting out deer with that one girl, and I come rolling in. You kept looking at me. Uh, you came in deer deer view, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there. And I uh, started eyeballing you then. Yeah. Who was that girl beside of you? Is that your girlfriend at the time? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember her <laughs> name. <laughs> you know it. And it was long after that you was messaging me on Facebook. Well, yeah. Funny how that works. Yep. Calling me the pathetic one. Well, we're going to end this episode. <laughs> we're getting too deep I'm here. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Well, I thank you, honey, for coming down here and doing this today. You're welcome. I appreciate it. I'll I love take you. A, a nice dinner out of this. Well, I just took you out yesterday. Well, that was yesterday. Yeah. It's a whole new day. Yeah. Well, maybe Mexican or something. <laughs> I can go for that. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you, honey. Thank you for coming down. I know You're it was welcome. a long, long walk down the steps down it here. It was. Anyway, folks, if you got any questions about any of these remedies, hit her up on Facebook. She'll tell you all about it. They do work. So she's uh, she's uh, ready to tell you and help you. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's what's up, world.